Hi. Daisy. Don't touch anything. Everything is working. Okay, I'm not going to touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> In this episode of Madhouse, we speak to Daisy Masembe about her process of filmmaking and about being in the business of everything. Uh, I think let's start the podcast. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yeah, Daisy is here. Yeah. Allegedly, rumor has it that me and you are supposed to have met at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. Because like, God, have you met Daisy? I'm like, who's Daisy? Who's rumor? Yeah. Let's give rumor a name. Rumor a name. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at first, I, I I think it was either Nell or Maria. I don't remember where. But the conversation about you came up. And then I was cool. like, okay. Because they had said like, hey, Gab, you're the filmmaking person. There's another filmmaking person in your life that you should meet in this area. I was like, eh, guys, no one else but me, Lord. <laughs> Next to the poster, as usual. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? Then when I met on Sunday, that Sunday, I mm. was like, oh, okay. Then when I watched the film, I was like, oh, it's quite interesting what's going on here. Thank you. So let's just, before I guys think, I'm just like, hey, that's, what's it called? Starstruck or like. Oh, please. Like, what's <laughs> what? When you like meet someone, like you've really been looking forward to meeting and then you just like overhype them. Right. Yeah. I don't know if there's a word, but keep going. Yeah, it could be the situation that I'm in right now. So. Introduce yourself, Daisy. Like, do you think? Okay, I am Daisy Masembe. I am a filmmaker, Woo-hoo. designer, and lover of art. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I <laughs> Details. Tell us more interesting things. Details. Okay. Sorry. I mean, the business of everything, literally, you guys. I do film. I direct, edit, write scripts. Oh, God, you guys. I love writing scripts. Um, I... I then, uh, then on the other hand, I do camera work, I do photography, cinematography. But I think the places where, of course, as you're in the business of doing everything, the places where I find myself gravitating towards the most yeah. is in graphics, in script writing, and in directing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And like when you're like 70 years old, where do you think it will be like directing only? I don't like to tell myself stuff like, where do you see yourself in five years? It could be those things. So weird. In like but in like, w- like, I don't even like people who ask me, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? No, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. So the thing is, I like to, I like to let, m- not that I'm going through life recklessly floating, but yeah. I actually like the, m- the mystery. Okay. I like see. to discover things, like you're walking through a certain place and you find butterflies and you follow them and you find a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm that person. Then find so. a dragon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you <laughs> figure that out as well. You know, you said follow butterfly. <laughs> mind is like, I'll follow butterfly and then you enter dragon's mouth. Because the else. butterflies are going towards a dragon. Yeah, okay. I thought like <laughs> butterflies and the dragons are working <laughs> together. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, so I just want to find out, how did you get into filmmaking? Like when did this like this bug like filmmaking and like graphics and like photography start? Okay, so when I was young, 
Yeah. I used to watch things on TV and get fascinated by them okay. and wonder how people are walking inside the TV okay. and how the words are dancing okay. besides the people. Mm. And I always knew I wanted to figure out what that is. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was called graphics. Yeah. Um, as I went along at campus, I asked a friend who told me it was called graphics design. Yeah. I looked online for material yeah. where, I could figure, where I could get it. Oh, I also went to industrial art. Ah. <laughs> I, I did, did, I did a batch. Art. I did industrial art at my career. Ah, okay. But of course, they don't give you very good hands-on okay. um, experience when, with when it comes to the creative world. They give you so much theory work. I don't know why I did woodwork. <laughs> my, gra- my lecturers, God forgive you for making me do woodwork. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah I, I started to... I discovered graphics at campus. Okay. I discovered the Adobe Suite, so I kept giving myself challenges like... Let's learn Illustrator. Now let's learn After Effects. Okay. Now let's go on to figure out. So it was just a thing of I need to figure out what every app on the suit does. Okay. And then I got curious like that. Okay. So I think it has been a journey of curiosity, mm. lots of YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube school. Thank you very much. And then, of course, there's been places where I've been given actual opportunities to work on yeah client's work like okay. where I did internship at mm. New Vision and then I did an internship at NTV okay. then went on to get employed there so there I learned a lot I, okay. I like I cannot even deny that I learned a lot at NTV I got experienced I got I believe I got baptized by fire <laughs> at NTV because mm-hmm. you know how you're an intern and you've been seeing these things like I think you see when end. you were young yeah. now you're an intern you're like okay this is cool this is cool then you get to the live news and the live shows and it becomes real like the pressure that we're going live in five and you're you're sweating bullets like it was so real but also i loved it like i used i came out of that whole experience so in love with it and i didn't even mind that it took away so much time from me at that time because of course you would go in 6 a.m for the morning show come out really late but I would love, like, I would be there as a graphics designer, but then I'm watching the directors and learning what the directors are okay. doing, the producers, yeah. the mm. editors. Mm. So I keep giving myself small, small tasks. Like, I need to figure out what that does, yeah. what that does. So yeah. I think it has been, like, a thing of experimenting okay. as For you go by. Yeah. yeah, following butterflies. <laughs> yeah, following butterflies. It's <laughs> a dragon you're about to <laughs> <No>. be eaten <laughs> by. <laughs> well, if we find a dragon along the way, we'll slay it. True, yeah, it's for slaying dragons. Uh, <laughs> poor dragons. I feel like dragons have been misunderstood <laughs> for a very long time, but <laughs> let's not go there. I'm let's just not go there. I'm, I'm going to get be, lost in the metaphor. I'm just going to be, very, and I'm also going to start becoming very useless. Start going down that path. Um, so yeah, so so after NTV, where did you go? Were you still NTV for a while? Oh yeah, after NTV, I worked because uh, man. There was also the need to make money and pay bills. So I worked co at NASA. I worked co in people's companies. Like the famous NASA road. Yes, that famous. Yeah, that for one. those guys who don't know where NASA road that is. NASA road <laughs> is like, uh, I don't know, it's like. Uh-huh. It's the one place where you can get everything. Yeah, everything. It's so weird, and yet it's all about like paper and printing, but you can also find <laughs> other things. You can get everything done. So, yeah, that, that has been my hustle. But then, along, I also worked with Kwese TV, okay. RIP, yeah. while it was still here. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with them as an, an, as a, as a, as an editor okay. and a graphics designer. Okay. I also 
did an internship with UBC. Okay. That how one. Did, how did that go? The, mm, Let's not go, go there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've I've been around and I think the one that I most I can most recently celebrate is I have been a part of the multi choice talent factory. Okay. That's like boot camp for filmmakers. Okay. You go away for a year okay. and you learn everything in film. Okay. You learn script writing, producing, directing, cinematography, whatever. They expose you to everything. They okay. give you hands-on experience. They take you to people's sets to okay. be there as runners okay. and observe. And then you come out with what you come out with, depending yeah. on your <laughs> level of curiosity. Okay. And yeah, that's the one thing that, that's the most recent thing. Okay. So the one that I'm most proud of at the moment. Oh, awesome. So I've graduated from talent. Oh, we graduate next month. So we come and throw a party. Bambi's on Zoom. Yeah, I've not. COVID came. After. <laughs> COVID came. Not in, in Kampala, we forget COVID. We just took the pictures today. For yeah. the Zoom, for the graduation? Yeah, for, for the, the Zoom graduation. Oh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Zoom graduation. Yeah. Well, first we'll come and eat food after. Okay. We'll just arrive. I'll send you a Zoom link. Yeah. <laughs> eat your food in your sitting room. <laughs> no, we're coming to your house and saying we'll come with food. Here, what we should we bring? Since they say when you go visit people, come with gifts. So yeah, we'll come with some gifts. Yeah, I'm even too old for that. <laughs> for parties. I'm too old for graduation parties, but oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know one of those things. Cool. So how's uh? I w- I'm very fascinated with the Mnet talent thing. I've seen it a couple of times. Been like advertised. They're like ah uh, ah. Uh. Sorry, I'm such a YouTuber. <laughs> Uh, and DVD and DVD classes, so like the idea of film school doesn't really uh, make any sense. Okay, it's not like okay, not not film school. I guess it's like film boot camp, as you said. Yeah, like it's like boot camp. It's like yeah, but like I think like maybe just like teach myself is more my thing. Ah, okay. Yeah, and cool. like and like going in a work like a space environment to learn is just not like like a thing for me. It's just like what do we have to do? Let's figure it out. And then, well, like, other people, I know, like, learn from, like, they have to be, like, put in a scenario where you sort of, like, watching and observing, which is cool. But I wanted to know how the experience was for you. Um, how do like I describe? One year, one year, how do I describe one year MTF? Pain, one year of, <laughs> of exciting and things. And do it justice. Um, I think surreal, to be okay. honest. I, everything made sense. Yeah. You know how you go through your life trying to figure out what it is that you want to be for real, for real, because yeah. I come from one of those families where I always thought I would be a lawyer. Imagine I did the pre-entry examination. For law school? For law school. I passed meanwhile. I passed. <laughs> it's just that. Lawyer. <laughs> it's Counsel. just that that didn't Daisy. work out. I, I did it both at UCU and at Makere. So okay. I always thought I would be a lawyer. Okay. Um, but it was because growing up in the African society, the things that we knew were successful were doctors, lawyers, um, engineers. Yeah. Uh, I think that was it. Mm. I think that was it. Mm. So, and then... I was very argumentative as a child. So they always told me, you make a good lawyer. Cause so I grew up thinking it's about arguing because I'm very articulate and I can I can argue you down. <laughs> which seems... <laughs> you which just have to give me the facts. But lawyers do. Yeah. That's I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, well, I really don't know. I mean, I, I guess if you're going to do like court law and that kind of law where you're just going to go to court court and just defend your, your client or whatever, I guess that's the game. 
Anyway, yeah. What was the question I'm answering? Uh, <laughs> How was MTF? Yeah, was MTF? Yes, yes. So when I when Lord didn't work out, and yeah. then I got into art, and I fell in love with it, and then has always been a part of me until now. Yeah. MTF felt like MTF being multi choice yeah. talent factory yeah. felt like that one place where everything, all the dots connected. Okay. All the dots. Why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know how. Okay, it's, it's, it's so weird. I b- I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I'm yes. a believer in God. Yeah. So I believe that everyone is put on earth for a purpose. So sure. everyone has a purpose, yeah. a calling mm. on their life. Yeah. Some have figured it out and some haven't. Yeah. So I always wondered what my purpose was. Yeah. And it's so weird. Again, yeah. I had like a deja vu. It was like a dream or something that happened before that okay. I had gotten into MTF okay. like two years ago. Oh, okay. And so when I got into, eventually got into MTF, yeah. everything made sense. Oh. I felt excited to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it came naturally. Yeah. It came easily. Film made sense. Cameras made sense. All this script writing life made so much sense. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Where have I been all this time? Yeah. So yeah. I That's how MTF has been. Yeah. It has been eye-opening. So real. Yeah. Now that it's over, you're like, okay. Yes, this is the industry. All those myths I had about the film industry. You know how the film industry, when you hear China Uganda, yeah. China Uganda, it sounds like some fake just doesn't. All yeah. those, all that stuff has been demystified. I have, yeah. I have gotten so much respect for the film industry, yeah. even for Uganda yeah. and all over Africa. Mm. And I'm just grateful. I'm just thrilled and excited. Excited to make some cool films. So <laughs> we know you made a film. <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, be visit before MTF. Last year. Rhythm of uh, people. Rhythm, of my, rhythm people. of my people. I did that last year during the lockdown. Wow, you're one of those filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're gonna do some really cool stuff under lockdown. Uh, yeah, I did that during the lockdown. So it's a short film. So there was a competition yeah. to submit five-minute films, and okay. the theme was "This is th- This is Uganda" okay. by Mwini, Terry Mwini. Uh, He's um. I remember it was that competition of I had like thirty some crazy amount of money to win. I've even forgotten the prize money. See, that's how you know I didn't win. (laughs) 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 Jesus. Okay, but we got a runner-up. We got a runner-up prize of $100. But that's how you know I didn't win (laughs) the real money because I've even forgotten what the prize money was. But the experience was exciting. So, Mm. yeah, I did that film during lockdown. It was a thing of... MTF was going well, and yeah. then COVID happened, yeah. and then while well, I'm still trying wrap to wrap my head around what COVID is, <laughs> what Corona is, why are people dying? They have to. They had us sent back from Kenya to Uganda. Okay. They told us the program has been put on hold until COVID is done. So we came yeah. home. Yeah. I sat home. I sat home. <laughs> And then I remember that competition was still on because yeah. it it was it was pushed further because yeah. COVID happened mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Pub- public gatherings were pushed. Mm-hmm. So like, you can still apply. It's like, hmm, should put together a team of people and we Good get shit. something short. Yeah. And yeah, gathered a cool bunch of people. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know one person there, Abu Bekar. Abu Bekar, my son guy. The one <laughs> the last boom like swinger. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got together a, 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 
number of creatives, friends mm-hmm. of mine that I've worked with, some from church because I've served with Watoto Church. Okay. Some of, you know how the industry is tiny. You've at least hired a lens from someone and now you <laughs> know him or <laughs> you've hired a speed light or you've hired. Yeah. So like, you know, Everyone someone, knows Patrick. you know, someone, <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows Patrick. <laughs> you know where I get gear from. Yeah. So I put together friends of mine we prayed about it. It settled right. We put we we raised some funds. Okay. It was who knows who who knows who yeah. who owns what yeah. that kind of thing because mm. we didn't have a big budget to yeah. work with. Mm. So it was who can give us a house. I'm very fascinated to ask that question <laughs> about raising money. It's a thing I always ask every filmmaker, like the the art of raising money. I mean, like whether it is like you're going to collect it from like, but I want to just find out how you like. We'll get into it. Okay, but I think cool. it'd be something to really ask you how you figured out a way to raise money because sometimes I hang, I meet young filmmakers and it's usually an excuse of money. Of money, and it's a very real thing. It's not even an excuse. Yeah, it's a real friend. thing. It but then, so like, real. I'm saying, I mean, being creative people, I guess they always work around, and I guess he's sharing a bit of how you f- figured some tricks, not tricks, but some way to raise it would be interesting. Maybe we can share now. Maybe start with just... Ah, some ways, okay. Some ways that you get... Like how, for especially, like, let's say in regards to Rhythm of My People. In like regards to Rhythm of My People, in particular, it was crowdfunding. It was okay. friends that knew I was doing this okay. and could come along with me. Okay. I raised a huge amount of the percentage. Okay. Uh, because at that time, I was receiving a stipend, a okay. stipend from MultiChoice. Okay, okay. That I was just sitting at home. And Thank you, MultiChoice. <laughs> So I could bring in that much, yeah. but then for the rest, I had my team. We we met. Yeah. I pitched them the story. I showed them the script. Yeah. I told them this is what I wa- this is what we are working with. Yeah. How do we raise this? So we formed a group. We're like a hundred k per person. Yeah. That should get us somewhere. Yeah. And then of course there are some people who brought in more than a hundred k. And then I had a few personal friends who were like, okay, I'll give you this. Oh my God, there was a time when I could not afford to feed the crew on the cast. (laughs) It was so bad. And I still, I I cannot understress how God comes through for you. Um, There was a day that a friend friend called me and he's like, oh, I heard you were shooting a film. How is it going? I'm like, Timothy, you know what? is going well but we are out of money we just have fuel to drive to the location he's like how many people do you have i tell him he's like how much they need for lunch he sends the money mm. so he gave me 120k for that day's lunch and then the other which we used five shoot days yeah. and he gave me two days of lunch That's nice. and yeah thank it was you timothy thank you so much timothy <laughs> you and it was yeah it was a thing of doing that yeah. And going along, uh, going because we waited for the money to make sense, mm. and we kept on pushing and pushing because the money hasn't come yeah. until a day I called my AD, yeah. and I told him we are shooting this film. Yeah. If it means we shall cook the food in my house and go with it in the pitches <laughs> and eat it on set and just warm, yeah. we have to shoot this film and get it done with. Yeah. So I think. Also, there's a thing that I saw that um, God responds to audacious faith. Yeah, okay. I think it was also a thing of audacious faith. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so yes, I mean, like, I'm very fascinated. Like, so yourselves pitch to your friends to raise money, which I, I mean, which I'm, I'm seeing very interesting attributes. Like, you are willing to take the risk, so you've brought upfront more of the resources, which I, I mean, you say, like, you had stipends from multi choice, so you just say, hey, 
Other yeah, there's that, but also yeah. you sitting down as Gab here and scripting an idea yeah. and getting people to give you their money and believe in it, yeah. you need to believe in it. Yeah, yeah. You need to be 110% certain. Like this is a story. It, almost. You know it inside out. Yeah. I knew this story inside out. I had visualized it. I could pitch it. Okay. You need to have the resources to pitch it, create a mood board, create, have these... Oh, have it broken down. Don't pitch the whole ambiguous thing. It's like you start with, you start slowly, slowly. This is the log line. This person wants this and this is stopping them. Mm. Okay. Then you have quite a bit of their attention. Okay, so this person who yeah. lives in this world yeah. is influenced by these forces, yeah. wants this thing, but then the other thing is stopping them. Yeah. Then you've, you've gotten quite a bit of more of their attention. Yeah. So you set up the world, you start to break it down for them. So you see if it's going to work. And yeah. of course, when you're pitching, you don't first pitch to everyone. You yeah. first pitch the nearest person here and see, yeah. does this make sense? Because as creatives, we have ideas, man. You can <laughs> wake up and you have some aliens mm. doing what on what. But oh you no, aliens <laughs> will be fun. Aliens will be so much fun. So yeah, you need to believe in the idea yourself yeah. and know how to pitch it. Know it inside out. Okay. Like if you had five minutes on an elevator Basically with someone. I would call it delusional self-belief in the idea. It's not even deluded. It was so real. No, it but I'm saying <laughs> like in terms of the craziness, <laughs> you kind of need to believe in the idea and the story you want to yeah. tell more. And know it, and know so, it so well. well before you start going around saying, hey guys, can you give me 100k? And I really Yeah, really and also you have to know your budget. Yeah. Oh, so that you know how much you're asking for. So you know how much you're asking for. You mm. know that you can get it done in this much. Because mm. of course I have stories that I have not pitched to anyone because I know the budget is still yeah. Out okay. of which I have not met the people that can give me the budget. But yeah. hi, if you're out there and you're listening, <laughs> I'm willing to Daisy listen wants, to my Daisy pictures. Wants 200 million do- 200 million I have stories. Let's work. Let's work together. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it's been really. Okay. Okay. So what was the process like? I want to know what inspired the film and like rhythm of my people and like the process of like writing it and like putting it together. Yeah. Okay. Um. Organically, I'm a person who does not believe in slaving for money. Okay. And if you watch that film properly, that's the underlying True, idea. Yes, yes. I was b- it was this idea of like... Of all your life is about your work and then you die and all you'll be remembered for is that you are a good accountant. <laughs> I know that I can be a good accountant, accountant but... What about the times in between? What mm. about the little times that I need to stop and watch my child laugh and just take in that moment? My baby is laughing. Yeah. And just take in the fact that the sun is setting mm. and it's so beautiful. Mm. Like, I am that person yeah. who, I mean, I think I'm in pursuit for happiness. Okay. I'm in pursuit for happiness. Mm. I don't want to have gone through life and all I'm known for, or all I can say, not even known for, all yeah. I can say for myself. Yeah. Is that I worked? Ah, uh, okay, okay, I get. I yeah, get. so that was the underlying idea. Yeah. But then, of course, it also a lot of that film is a juxtaposition of my life. Mm. It's, it's, it's you thinking that me as a creative, yeah, m- what I do because it does not make bring in money as you see it right now, hard yeah. cash. Yeah, it does not make sense. Yeah. So if you watch the story of Della, yeah. she's a painter and she derives so much joy. 
she derives so much happiness yeah. from what she does. Yeah. Once in a while, it makes her money. It yeah. will make sense eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then her sister is putting her on so much pressure. But when you see the sister's life is miserable. She wakes up and goes to work. And this is not the story with everyone who goes to work, man. I know there are people who love their jobs. I've done jobs that I love as well. Yeah. But my my story is make sure as you work make sure as you're chasing the nine to five there's as you're chasing of happiness in there there is a little bit of happiness there's a pursuit of happiness there's a time that you slow down and smell the roses there's a time that you slow down and take in how beautiful and bright everything around you is yeah, okay. so yeah okay that's, that's what inspired the film nice i was writing it how long did you write it what how long did you write it how long did that take i don't think i know the exact time but yeah. it had a good number of rewrites <laughs> Rewrite, rewrite, it had a good rewrite. number of rewrites because yeah. it was a it was it started from very far and and kept getting I had I kept having Zoom meetings. I consulted with my writing professor Haida Maris. She's so cool, you should meet her. She has a new book out. I should look a lango, but I've forgotten the book title. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe now it will edit it here and just throw like hey, we shall cool throw ads. in the Maris's book. But she's really cool, Bambi. She's a Kenyan lady who nice. nurtured me into the script writer that I am so okay. I really really love and appreciate her okay. but yeah she she helped out with the development of the story because yeah. of course when you write that draft you believe in it and you believe it's good yeah. but then when you give it someone else after mm. it's done you give it someone else they read it and yeah. they can tell mm. this time makes sense and yeah. then it's up to you to decide if you want to take their advice or not because there are some well-meaning people who really don't know what they're talking about True. so but they are very well-meaning. Yeah. <coughs> so you have to also decipher that and also choose yeah. if you want to go with what they are saying. So yeah, um, I had a, I had input from people, from my friends, from Solomon. Hi, Solomon. Bambi, I've done some name-calling on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon. Those are, those are now like Solomon, Timothy, Dimars. Those are just podcasts for like season three. Just be like, uh, anyway. reach out to these guys. And so yeah, I can't Solomon tell you. Solomon was your DP, right? Yeah, he was the DP on the okay. film. Okay. It's a good friend of mine. So I can't tell you how long exactly the script took yeah. to get written. Because mm. from idea, from the idea being bathed in my head to yeah. the little sticky notes on my wall in yeah. my bedroom, I always have those. Yeah. To it being put down in Celtics, yeah. to it being printed out and then rewritten and then rewritten. Yeah. I don't know how long that took, honestly. Uh, okay. I should. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Now, let's talk about this BTS. All those guys who don't know, I want us to do my Ankalongo here. <laughs> that BTS was, uh, if this was like one of those My Road Real film competitions, you guys would have won like BTS because I think I was so excited. I, I mean, like, I don't know. It felt like I watched the film again. Funny thing, I watched the film a second time after watching the BTS because I was like, here, the way they have captured like this BTS, it's like, this, it's like you're trying to find the same, like, you get like you're just going to be like, oh, let me go check this thing out again because these guys had so much fun <laughs> making the film. Who made that BTS? Let's also do Kalango here. Oh yes, uh, let's also do Kalango for Mr. Musinguzi. He has a YouTube channel. He's a he's a Ugandan vlogger. Okay. He helped out with uh, capturing the BTS. He's yeah. also a friend of mine that I had worked with at church at Kototo mm-hmm. Church. Mm-hmm. So I called him on board and he said he wanted to just be a runner. Okay. So he had, he owns a GoPro, so yeah. he came with his GoPro. That GoPro vlogging is 
Wow. So he fire. came with his GoPro and he's like, I'll be a runner who captures VT- BTS yeah. as we go. Because as a director, you're not even thinking about BTS. You're so, cap- you're so caught up in all this. Because we shot this for five days. Okay. We had to go to this island called Busi, okay. where we shot the ending beat of the film. Yeah. But the night that we premiered the film for the crew, before yeah. it got seen to the audience, yeah. I had a night where I gathered everyone. We had yeah. a campfire. We yeah. went to this place, this Hi, John. <laughs> John hosted us <laughs> in Busi. <laughs> so many people. All these it's guys did free work, you guys. When you hear me <laughs> saying Kalango, they deserve it. Anyway, so John hosted us in Busi. Yeah. So we had a campfire and then we screened the film okay. for the crew and the cast Just to see it for yeah. their first time. Yeah. And it was, we felt like, yes, we had been able to capture the film. Yeah. But the experience, the memories of what it felt like making that film was yeah. not done justice. So we're like, we have to put out the BTS. We have to edit together the BTS. Yeah. And when you watch the BTS, it was so real. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It was exactly what we experienced. There were moments in there when <laughs> things got out of hand, over the camera has gone where, we're out of battery, over what, like all those moments, seeing it all put together. Seeing the journey Funniest as it thing unfolded. The thing that BTS for me was when, like, is it Musingazi? Yeah. When you tell someone, like, man, the other car had no content. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, it was in a boring car with no content? I was like, oh, yeah, we so had hilarious. two cars. So, yeah. yeah, seeing the BTS just coming together, yeah. I just wanted to put it up on my channel mm. for people to see it, but also for me to look back on the goodness of God. Yeah. Because that was my first film, honestly. Ah, okay. I had done smaller films film. in school. Okay. But that was my first film, putting people together. I saw the, I saw the one of, uh, I think, the Emmett Talent Africa film with Jida and the little boy. Does that second film? Is that, that was oh, the, 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 what's the it one about misinformation. Public service, ar- PSA. Yeah. That's, that's much later now. Okay, that's after Rhythm of My People. Yeah, that's okay. much later. Okay. So Rhythm of My People was my very first film. It was the first thing that certified me to even own a YouTube channel. <laughs> and it, it was a great testimony for me okay. of the goodness of God in my life, of okay. how God has orchestrated my life from the beginning to now. And it now mm. makes so much sense. Okay. It was a celebration of how much joy and, and fun I can have being a creative yeah. Despite it being an unconventional <laughs> <laughs> lifestyle yeah. and sometimes being uncertain about where the bills are going to get paid, yeah. there yeah. is just that joy that comes when a project is done and you're seeing it and you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, I think that's what that BTS will forever remind me of. I want it to be up there, I want to watch it. I want to watch it when I'm old and to watch it with my children. Just get like an old TV and, and I just house on a loop. have them look at it and tell them, you guys, believe in your dreams. Your dreams are valid. Mm. I saw something on Kemiondo's Instagram yeah. and where she said her therapist told her it's okay for you to want what you want. Mm. As a creative, I don't know if you experienced this, where you want things that are unconventional and you feel guilty for wanting them because they're different. Like dragons. <laughs> They're different from yeah. what you should be wanting. Like sometimes my mom is worried about <laughs> if we're going to pay the bills with this with this passion of yours. Is it going to work? Oh yeah, the idea of passion. Maybe it's 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 maybe 
the idea that passions have always been treated as uh, like hobbies. Yeah. And no one, no one has ever thought of turning passions into businesses. You know what I mean? Like actual, like saying like, hey, I'm passionate about X, Y, and Z. And I'm also going to figure out how to make, make money, money off of it. it. Yeah. A lot of people, it's like, I'm saying like, like from, a, from especially for us in Kampala and Uganda, it seems like when you say, I'm passionate about music, it means like it's the thing you do on the weekend, you pull out the guitar and do your thing. But during the, you don't, you get. Yeah. Um, and I always told myself, I will be a lawyer who practices art on the side because art is going to be a hobby and then law will be like the thing that brings money, the thing that gets the, pay, the bills yeah. paid. Yeah. But of course I've met people who don't believe that. I've met people who know that they will make money out of their passions and that's that. Yeah, I mean of course it means a different mindset now and different hustle and different yeah. attitude towards things. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's also okay to be a lawyer and be a painter at the same time. Yeah, it, it's really fine. Yeah, it's if really you can fine. do it. But the thing is where I was coming from Yeah was that art was not never going to make me money. Yeah, it's what okay. I thought. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I can tell anyone who is, let me give some career guidance advice. Yeah. You guys, art can make you money. <laughs> Your passion can make you money. True. You just have to be strategic. You just have to be smart. It can happen. Yeah, it can really happen. So yeah. as the podcast comes to an end, the mm. last question, mm-hmm. I usually ask every guest, uh, from all the cool things you've been up to and all the cool things you're going to be doing, what life lessons would you want to give the audience to go out with in case we're bored them for the past like like one hour? Can we talk to an hour? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what life lessons? Yeah. That's a hard one. I have to find fi- uh, when you ask me this, it put me under pressure to get it right. No, <laughs> just like wing it. Just go like, hey, I have learned. I don't know. Uh, don't say anything about audacious faith because you mentioned that one. So I've said audacious faith already. Yeah. Okay. I think go after the thing that that you cannot rest unless you get it done. Yeah. I don't know how to say this. Like a thing is always tapping your shoulder. The thing that you feel so passionate about, listen to it and go after it. Yeah. It may not make sense at the beginning, but do it and also. Just because we are working on passion yeah. doesn't mean that you slack. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you wake up and have mood swings and today you're not in the mood because <laughs> it's a passion. You have to no, you have to have you have to be consistent. You have to show up yeah. every day, show up with your game face, whether you feel like it or not, show up with your game face sure. and get the work done. Put in the work, it will show. So many people see that film and they think it's just a five minute film. Yeah. I put in so much work in that film and I'm so proud of it and I really hope that it will reflect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> people yeah. can actually, actually people can always know yeah. that you put in work in a project. A it always shows. We should. If you, if you, if Is you, it if worth it? <laughs> if you are, if you are, if you're ready, we, 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 we get it done. But the thought, I'll, I'll put I'll put my proposal forward. Oh, and then one last thing yes. that I want to say. Yeah. Maybe you can cut out everything that I said before. <laughs> is know the right people. Okay. Surround yourself with people that are going to benefit you. Surround okay. yourself with people that are soaring higher than you. Okay. So that they will constantly challenge you okay. to be better. Because okay. people who are not soaring as high as you so are or higher hmm. made... They may be good people, yeah. but sometimes they may t- encourage your complacency. And okay. as creatives, we can be really complacent. Ah, uh, yeah. And yet, uh, yet, especially in film and cr- entertainment business, creativity is so competitive. 
like you always have to be bringing a certain level of a game that yeah. is a bit insane yeah especially in the like like i would say like i would say starting from like especially when the youtube boom started uh, and people were able to make like crazy short films with like very little gear yeah. and then you're like oh my god like what did they just do and now it feels like the bar is always being pushed. The bar like is too high for you to assume that just because you don't have the gear, yeah, you can't work. Yeah, or you don't have certain things. It's just like... Yeah, like I don't own a red, <laughs> so I can't work. Yeah. There are people I know who keep scripts until when the person who wants a red and is looking for a script finds and locates them. Yeah. But for them, they will keep on writing. There are people who are shooting, getting stuff done on little Once. to nothing. But the story... At the end of the day, drives the thing, and then, mm. yeah. I hope I've been of any <laughs> benefit. No, this has been this an awesome podcast. podcast. <laughs> I, I was this. I mean, yeah. I was, but I was expecting you have sort of answered our questions. Thank you. Thank I you so glad. much for coming, hanging out with us. We shall hang out some more. Roundtable next. <laughs> Bye. Bye.